Hidden under all those lies Cause everybody has nobility And if you look beyond what your eyes can see You'll see they're just like you and me And now we're giving you the remedy Welcome to the Remedy Podcast This podcast is a project of Web Squared A North Carolina nonprofit That works to increase wealth for black businesses Through connection, network, and opportunity Our host is Stephanie Terry the Executive Director of Web Squared, and our co-hosts are Associate Director Rennie Orr and myself, Mashala Salam. I am the Media and Production Specialist. In this podcast, we hope to bring consciousness to the racial divide and speak on emerging new narratives about race. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the podcast. Good morning, Rennie. Hi, Stephanie. You How look lovely you? today. What? It must be that, what were you telling me? The chicory and um, dandelion dand- tea? Yeah, my roasted dandelion and chicory fake coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it is making me smile. It doesn't have any coffee beans in it, huh? No coffee beans. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I don't know how they roast dandelion to make it look like coffee but anyway it's it's really good i have no idea the health benefits so i i say it's healthy but i don't know how it's healthy i wish pe- our pe- our people listening could talk to us they could maybe tell me why or i could just google it <laughs> <laughs> anyway it is podcast wednesday season season three we're on podcast wednesday now and uh, we are missing our lovely and dear Mashala. She's probably super busy or super sleepy. <laughs> well, it is kind of early. It is she's early. young. She spends, you know, she stays up quite late at night working mm-hmm. away. So. so, yeah, so we're here. We're happy. It's kind of sort of warm slash chilly outside, but sunny. And um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get started. So since our wonderful, amazing Mashla is not here, Rennie and I decided that we would continue the conversation by talking more about our roles in our work. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just um, reflecting on that we are in April, so we've like three months of coaching and mindset trainings, and it's been an amazing experience of working with our entrepreneurs on a one-to-one basis, you know, to see their excitement and their dedication to their businesses and their own transformation. It's been just a joy to work with people um, in this capacity. So as you know, I'm the executive director, Renee's the associate director, and we're also coaches in our newly launched nonprofit. But I did not know that Rennie has never worked, you know, for and with and under a Black woman before. So Rennie, what is that like? I've So just, we're both going to dish, but I have, because of this 
social construct. I have worked my whole life under nothing but <laughs> white people, men, women. It wasn't always, but I would say if I were going to give it a grade, the microaggressions were there like 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, you know, it was a culture of stay in your place. Don't be too smart for your position, because if you do, you won't be rewarded for that. You'll either be kind of ostracized or you will be rewarded at a certain level, but your ideas will just fly away and people will get promoted off of your ideas and you'll be in the same place with no promotion. Unfortunately, I know that's not everybody's experience, but that has been mine. And um, and that's the better ones. The, I don't even want to talk about how awful my last position was um, working for directly underneath a white woman. I mean, she was just, mm, 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 mm. she did, she, she, she tried to do me some damage. Well, I, I'm really sorry you had that, um, that experience. I think that these um, relationships, we have so much unpacking to do so much, um, healing uh the divide is pretty deep and you know lately we've been talking about like what we don't know (laughs) about the work that we're doing and running a nonprofit. but i feel that on a very deep level too with thinking about relationships um between you know the races and stuff like there's so much i don't know that i don't even know that i don't know Mm -hmm. and um you know that that to me is chilling sometimes. Like just, I think about the totality of my experiences and having a lifetime of, um, you know, being confronted and, you know, kind of pushed down by, I would have to say, just frankly speaking, narcissistic personalities. And yet we live in a whole narcissistic culture that does that on a repeated basis and throughout history you know, for people of color in this country. And, you know, I really do often conflate narcissism with racism and um, just unpacking that is a learning experience as well as an ongoing everyday experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just very fortunate and feel very thankful that you and I have started this journey together. And it's been a very organic process you know I didn't apply for a job and then you took a chance on me as an executive director but we've been growing this together and it feels very um, organic and natural and it's not to say that everything is smooth Um, you know I probably come from a more brushed western culture as I'm doing my work and sometimes things aren't moving fast enough for me and I have to slow down and say like why am I uptight about that or I have to slow you down (laughs) or you have to slow me down (laughs) (laughs) um you know and so that that's been a kind of a growing learning experience that I don't have to be rushing around all the time to figure Mm -hmm. things out and to feel pressured to meet deadlines and you know that I mean, you pointed out yesterday, we've done a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've done a tremendous amount of work in the last year. And so when we look at the broader picture, some, some days when I'm sitting here, 
at my computer at home by myself and I'm not seeing the things getting done that need to get done. You know, it's just helpful to have those reminders that you don't have to see it to know that you've done so much, you know. Oh, let's let's just stop right there, because I think that's just like a huge set of beliefs that is so different from Western racist culture. Mm -hmm. is that seeing is believing like everything gets reduced to material you know and then the material gets graded in like this hierarchy you know so what's valuable what's less valuable what's not valuable who's valuable who's less valuable who's not valuable and so like that like those beliefs grow this like ugly kind of fucked up world excuse me for cursing but it is um and as well view of a world let me put it that way that is just like so unnecessary and like there's just a whole nother way to be in this world that is not reduced to materialism so the other way is understanding that the invisible and the intangible and the spiritual and the energy is also incredibly valuable. And in fact, not just valuable, but it actually produces the material, right? And so, you know, making that sacred and making room for that to emerge inside of ourselves and in our work and honoring that process, which is often more, you know, it's actually outside of time. I'm using the word slow, but it's actually outside of time in a sense because it's about being, you know, learning how to build an organization from a completely new set of beliefs. And I'm learning also is, has been for me, like incredibly transformational. You know, when you were talking just now, um, I don't know if our listeners know, but I like to think of myself as an artist. I have like, you know, hundreds of paintings (laughs) that I've done over the years. And I'm actually looking at one now that I called emergence many, many years ago. Mm. And, you know, your take for me, it's an abstract and it's a very powerful piece. Um, I, you know, you're creating out of nothing. You have a blank canvas, you, you have colors, you're putting things on the canvas And now that I'm like looking, hearing you and looking at this painting and it's all kind of coming together that that's what we've done with web squared Mm -hmm. is we had a blank canvas and the idea of like how I flow when I'm painting is actually very similar to the creation of this work and this business that we're doing. And um, it, it's really coming out of, you know, I say you're starting with nothing. You're starting with a blank canvas but it's not, there's, it's already in there. You know, it's the, the work is calling to you. It's already there. It's been there. You just, you know, the right circumstances open up that space for it to like, you know, emerge. And um, I'm getting chills right now, like looking at my painting that I call emergence and thinking about the work that we did and that it's all one in the same energy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really, really is. And we do weekly coaching with our entrepreneurs. Uh, Rennie and I meet every week. And sometimes, you know, we um, skip a week depending on because life happens, uh, but we, we're meeting weekly. And we, in these sessions, we decided as an organization that we would 
practice what we preach. So we've got some like really fundamental, unique, uh, an analysis around coaching. And one of them is, is that, um, and I got this. uh, So one of my favorite, all time favorite books that I've been reading for years and years is Paulo Freire, um, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And he talks about how Western society has like this banking system of, of, he says education, but, you know, an essence of learning, right? And so there's these assumptions that the teacher is like, has the answers, the students don't have any answers. And the teacher is like depositing information in the student. And then the student um, is rewarded if it basically memorizes and regurgitates that information right back to the teacher. And then you get a star and, you know, you get promoted. And, um, and what he says in his analysis is that system of, of education, of learning, prepares people to go out into the world to maintain what already exists, right? Mm-hmm. And what he offers as what he calls a liberating theory of education or learning goes on the beliefs that not only does the teacher have information, but so do the the students. And that true learning happens when the teacher and the student dialogue in a way that supports uh, reflection and critical thinking. And that when, when you go out into the world in this instance, just to keep the analogy going, the student, instead of just maintaining the world that he um, inherits and encounters, he actually transforms it. And so this is where critical thinking and deep reflection and relationship with others and dialogue are part of the educational process. And so we have adapted that style. You know, those beliefs are what we bring into our coaching so we don't go into coaching like we have all the answers and we have to deposit. No, <laughs> we are learning and growing together and we're committed to that. And I, I should add to that, we're committed to that. And because we are, our own internal belief systems are transformed. I feel that this conversation is going to help me go just a little bit quieter and maybe even a little bit um more reflective in my approach to um, coaching, I think is hitting me that, you know, I, I have been, you know, coaching with the aim of transformation, but I feel like there's also a part of me that probably talks too much in my coaching sessions. And I have to figure out a way to really open the dialogue that you were just talking about. So it feels like you know, authentic aha moments for the coachee, you know, so that, mm-hmm. so it's not me trying to transform them, but it's so that they can get their own reflections happening so that they can say, ah, oh, okay, this is what it means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me telling them what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have to practice this. And that's the other thing that we're committed to in web squared we are a learning organization, right? And so we actually embrace (laughs) the learning piece, right? And we don't run from it. We don't try to cover it over. We don't try to make it bigger than what it is. 
And it's difficult to be a learning organization because it means that sometimes our own, I'll speak for myself, my own belief systems that I didn't even know I was holding uh, had to like, are now like visible. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, um, is this, is this what I actually believe? It means sometimes that as the executive director, I have to say, I know we're doing this, but we need to look at again, why, and maybe how we're doing it. And maybe we have to um, discuss, you know, Mm -hmm changing course like in mid building <laughs> imagine building a wall and you're like you're halfway to bricks up and you're like oh wait a minute <laughs> you know but but it it goes I think Rennie it speaks to is that the jewels are in the journey and not mm-hmm. just the destination yeah yeah and that's that's how I feel about art and a lot of other things too that um that the art is actually more a process than the actual Mm -hmm. painting and so so I actually would there's a part of me that um knows to leave a painting sort of incomplete because the journey is incomplete and you know Mm -hmm. if I make a mess sometimes I leave the messes in the painting you know Mm -hmm. just the finished product and I know by looking at most of my work that they're not completely finished. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it is the journey. It's not, I don't even know what the final destination looks like. It's mm-hmm. sort of like when I was young and naive and thought, oh, I'll like work out and be like totally fit, you know, because then at some point in my life that I will no longer have to do that because my body will just be fit, not realizing it's a you know, a a constant thing you have to do for the rest of your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And this work is like that too. It's like, you know, when that moment comes, when I step away and other people are, you know, I was just a small part in that journey, you know, other people will pick it up, you know, and I can, you know, it's, it's just never going to be complete. And I won't even ever know the whole story of web squared, you know, like you and I will never really know the whole story of how our work with certain people, like maybe affected them or not impacted them. You know, um, the work itself will grow bigger than, you know, just the two of us. Absolutely. And that's what life is, right? Life is just the continuous expansion and journey. And so the part that we play and the part that is ours to do is what we do you know, and, and so instead of like, you know, waiting to get there to exhale and go, oh, ah, we just do it along the way. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a moment of liberation in and of itself, because that means we're not trying to control every little aspect of what we're creating. We're letting the creation have a life of its own. Just like sometimes when I start with a blank canvas, and I start putting colors and textures on, I let the painting speak to me and have a life of its own rather than try to, you know, impose my will upon the piece of art that I'm creating. And that's what I love about the work is, and I'm so fortunate. Um, I, I don't know. I said this in another podcast and not another hour, a podcast that we did. I said, I have a, a get to do job, right? I get to do this work. Not, I don't, I don't, I don't have a got to do job. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is such a um, privilege in itself to to be able to work and make a living with so many um, collaborators and so much creativity and, um, and then to get to practice, you know, so much self-discipline and um, cooperation and consultation and uh, vulnerability. Like, I mean, that's like golden. (laughs) You know, I feel so fortunate uh, to be doing this with the entrepreneurs, with all my um, team and colleagues and you, Rennie, and it's just, and as it it continues to grow. So, yeah, and I think, you know, and that is a completely different experience that I've had as a Black woman in work. Mm -hmm. And uh, to know that... um, to know that I came through those experiences and uh, figured out enough in myself to have the courage, <laughs> right, to uh, begin this journey, um, that feels really good. And it actually just like completely, because honestly, I don't even think about those experiences anymore. Uh, sometimes, you know, as I, I may get pissed off when I, you know, remember something, but I lift it up to be uh, let go because I am so in the present right now with what we're doing. And I find it to be such a joy that I get to get to do this work with you <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of like, I've got it. Um, I know sometimes, and you probably feel it that I get a little anxious about, you know, where we're heading. Cause I don't know. And that's part of it too. It's just, I don't know, but you know, the past year, I mean, yesterday we celebrated a year of um, this work because we were, we got our official notice on April 19th um, last year that we were a nonprofit. And, you know, I just couldn't have imagined um, a couple of years ago, if someone said, hey, you'd be doing this work, I'd be like, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, because there's a part of me that just believed that, um, I didn't know we could create something so valuable. So, so rewarding. I just figured I would have to find a job somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was looking for my gotta go to job. Not that mm-hmm. I get a job. <laughs> so we've just been gushing about our work. I know people that are on their way to work listening and like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Good for y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, but what so we, we might to... be inspiring people too. We don't exactly. know to like say, Hey, wait a minute. I've had this idea of my whole life of like the kind of work I wanted to do. And and I've never been in a place where I want to do it. Maybe we're inspiring people to just exactly. say, Hey, walk into the unknown, you know, take a chance and journey, you know, contact us if that's the case. And we can like talk to you about, you know, you know, right. and, and I'm sure there's people driving into work, going to their got to job and they know other people that are like, like, man, you know, I, I would love to be working with them. They may be volunteering doing it or something. So, you know, just like reach out, like reach out, like listen to those that inner voice, um, f- let go of all those roles like, oh, I can't say this or 
you know, just kind of follow your instincts and your, uh, your inner, your inner wisdom. And um, I promise you that um, you'll be surprised. You'll, you'll definitely be surprised. So I think we don't have to, you know, uh, continue to um, laud our, (laughs) I think, I think we can shut the heck up (laughs) and see everybody next week or let's see, but talk to everybody next week. What do you think, Rennie? That sounds like a plan. Yeah. And hopefully Marshall, not hopefully Marshall will be, Marshall, we missed your energy. Yes. And she's not here to take us home. I know. So the revolution begins with what? Dialogue. Thanks. (laughs) Y'all have a good day. Bye-bye. This has been a joint podcast of Web Squared and Afrofuture Productions. For those of you interested in learning more about our work at Web Squared, you can find out more at websquared.org. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our conscious conversation. We hope you'll subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Join the Remedy Membership Forum on Patreon to join us monthly for our members-only discussion. That's it for today. Until next week, thanks for listening. What's underneath the situation you don't realize So let's examine with a critical eye Put on your glasses and let it magnify The truth that lies hidden under all those lies Cause everybody has nobility And if you look beyond what your eyes can see You'll see they're just like you and me And now we're giving you the remedy